Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the frankly quite freezing digital tiny room. I am the very chilly host of the podcast, Michael, and I am joined by the man who has been described as having taken the warmth away from Irish podcasting. It's Benjamin. I have taken the warmth away and I've kept it firmly with me all these months. Um, It is currently about 25 degrees in Florence, Michael. It's sunny. It's balmy. The little courtyard to my left is filled with sunshine and dappled autumn light. It's, it's You're a nice. real son of a bitch. Ben, um, I don't know if you intentionally did that there, but what you've done is you've um, quoted, you've kind of paraphrased the song Last Christmas. When I gave you my heart? Yeah. Ah. This is uh, unusually romantic. Do the theme music. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. But I hope someone will mix them up for us I don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel so loud listeners will have <laughs> listeners will have noticed that we we actually stuck in last christmas by wham there and not the original theme music no ben uh, oh no now i have to do that <laughs> and now we're going to get copyright strikes nah never mind we'll um, i'm surely i'm sure you can find a music version or something yeah. like that <laughs> anyway here we go um benjamin yeah as you are well aware this week is um a new york comic-con an nycc yeah and um i think it was you who was saying previously that New York Comic Con has kind of low key on the down low, you know, like uh, kind of on the quiet, kind of replaced San Diego Comic Con as the main nerd event of the year. That was possibly me or you. No, I, it was neither of us, Ben. I was a, I was doing a conceit. Ah, it was a conceit. Okay, yeah. I stepped all over your bit. I'm sorry. Well, look, it doesn't matter. But Ben, it, it is true there what you were saying there that what what I said, you said that is largely true, isn't it, Ben? Yes, it's largely true. <laughs> because um, ever since Marvel kind of stepped away from San Diego Comic-Con and started doing their own thing, yeah, it lessened the power of San Diego Comic-Con and let New York Comic-Con kind of spring up. Mm, much to the chagrin of San Diego Comic-Con, I'm sure. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine um, they're too happy about it. No, I'd say they're quite pissed off, to be honest. Yeah, because now um, people save their reveals and their announcements and stuff for uh, Sunday for New York Comic Con as well, and kind of sure. divide it out. I mean, the good news here, Michael, is it's only a matter of time before Dublin Comic Con becomes the big news thingy, and we'll be able to go there and and get all the scoops. Woo, woo, um, Benjamin. Yes. Let's talk. Let's talk about some of the news. Why don't we? Some, um, some news. Some of the news. You're going to save some of the news for later because you're doing a thing. Yeah, we've tasty, tasty news for later. So we'll we'll keep that. Um, but let's talk about some of this stuff, Ben. Mm. Can I let you into a secret? Go on. Some of this stuff, I don't know if it's from New York Comic Con or it just came out this weekend. I think it's probably from New York Comic Con. But you're also possibly right. Well, let's bloody check, Ben. Let's for, bloody check. For me, the most interesting and exciting thing and in a sense, titillating, a kind of uh, stimulating news. You enjoy the titillation. Titillation. The most titillating and stimulating piece of news was the trailer for Daredevil Season 3. Yes, it looks interesting. Perhaps a return to form for Daredevil. Well, um, that's kind of the main point, isn't it? They put him back yeah. in the old uniform. Yeah. Uh, they've got a baddie. 
they've got the body. They've got the Daredevil body, Ben. Do you want to tell us yeah. who that is? The man it's throwing bloody, the things around the place. It's bloody... It's bloody... It's bloody bullseye, Michael. It's only bullseye, Ben. Um, yeah, it, that's not directly stated in the um, thing. It, it would seem that Kingpin has, has embarked on an attempt to besmirch um, our good lady Daredevil. Um yes. and uh yeah he's he's gonna ruin him he's he's kitted bullseye out in a costume that's awfully similar um to the daredevil horn suit um and uh yeah it looks like this guy seems to throw a lot of things he he's fond of a pistol um he throws, things with, he throws things with great accuracy he does he, he seems to be awful accurate um, he's not colin farrell one one could say that he almost always hits the mark or the bullseye. Oh, very um, good. Hence the name. But yeah, yeah. Um, bullseye's been introduced. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting, Michael. They very, he very sinisterly Ben in the trailer. Ben, let's not speculate too much on what's going to happen. Well, but let's not. But in the trailer, he very sinisterly says, uh, "Hello, Karen." Whoa! Ooh. Ooh. Bullseye has a bullseye has a history of killing Daredevil's girlfriends. He does get around to that. Do you think Karen's time has come? I think we. I, I think Karen might be refrigerated in this series. Oh, oh well. Karen wasn't that great. I don't like. No one should be refrigerated, but she she was quite frankly becoming a little bit of an irritating character. Yeah, um, Karen Page from the comics was always a bit of an irritating character, wasn't she? she yes. She went a real. She really went off the rails in the in the comic series. Yeah, she wasn't great by the end. By the end there. Benjamin, uh, alas, poor Karen. Um, I am looking forward to seeing the original Kingpin suit, though. That, that seems to be such so silky, so silky smooth, so so smooth, so reflective, very so, shiny, looks very quite shiny cheap. Suit. Yeah, not really something you would expect a a, a billionaire to be wearing, but you yeah. Know, but look, he's times out for are revenge hard for the Kingpin. Yeah, times are hard for the Kingpin. He's out for revenge for Daredevil for shining up his suit. He looks like uh, a suit that has been ironed too much. Yeah. Yeah, one of your one of your pennies finest that that your ma forgot to turn the setting on the iron down for. Ben, I do my own ironing. But do you? Yeah. Oh, you're missing out, Michael. Mammy's doing ben, the best. Ben, Ben, I don't. I just wear unironed shirts, <laughs> just like a real crinkly bastard. Like, <laughs> Hi, my name is Ben, and with me, as always, is the co-host who has been called the crinkliest bastard in Irish podcasting. Both it's Michael. Both of face and of suit. <laughs> yeah, Ben. So look, we'll probably watch that. Ben, do you think that this is in some degree an effort to kind of uh, kind of recalculate the course of the Netflix Marvel Universe? Um, I think I think Defenders was a big litmus test for them. And I think they've realized that, oh, people seem to like the slightly darker, more serious tone of the Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we're correcting in that way. They don't. We don't necessarily want as much witty banter um, as defenders tried to give us. Mm. Mm. Um, it's yeah. You know, I I think that, like we always said when they first announced those those Netflix series, we thought we were going to get thirteen episode, thirteen hour Marvel movies on Netflix. Yeah, and that is not what they are. No. Now though, Disney have said on their streaming service they're going to provide us that. Hmm, with a yes. with a Scarlet Witch and a Loki show, the high end. Yeah, is Tom Hiddleston returning as Loki in uh, yes. his own show? Really? Apparently. Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. It could be a sequel. Are it we, could be a prequel. But we're reaching we're reaching peak saturation at this point. 
Oh, every time there's a new movie, we say we're at peak saturation. Remember in 2008, there was two movies. 2009, no movies. 2010, one movie. Mm, and then it, then it up to two movies a year. And people said saturation. Then up to three movies a mm. year. And people said saturation. Then it was like three movies and two TV shows a year. And people said saturation. And now it's three movies and four TV shows a year. But and is people it, say saturation. Is it not a little bit different when you're taking characters that we all know and from the movies and just slapping them into their own little series because of sheer fan power well it depends Ben if it is because of sheer fan power or because someone thinks they have a good story to tell I think Loki is sheer fan power yeah well that's why he's popular but if someone feels they have a good story to tell I mean they might they might turn out good you know Ben you don't know you don't know I don't know you don't you don't know me I don't I don't know you yeah you don't know are you are you secretly writing the Loki show for Disney is that why you're so hurt That'd be great. Oh, Ben, speaking of secretly writing things, uh, mm. you know one of our favorite YouTube channels, Nando V Movies. Yes. Uh, Nando recently did a full rewrite of the Justice League movie, um, which in, in effect turned out to be he just made up a Justice League movie. And listening to Fair. a slightly nerdy guy describing his version of a movie was better than the movie. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I, do, I do believe he liked your comment on his little Instagram post as well. Ah, look, Instagram, Instagram is what it is. You must, have, <laughs> you must have been tickled pink, Michael. Benjamin Nando V Movies, despite how much we love him, is quite a minor figure in the world of YouTube movie critiquing. We do think, love him. I think he has like four hundred Instagram followers. Oh, okay, so okay. <laughs> never okay, mind. So, yeah, it's not a it's not a big thing. Ben, good Go good, good good bloke though. Seems like a nice bloke. Seems like a nice um, guy. Benjamin, mm. speaking of things that were on as a thing, um, what did you think of the trailer for The Boys? Ugh. Tell us very briefly for people who are new to The Boys, what is it? Very yeah. briefly, Ben. So, the Benjamin Colby 20-second challenge. Benjamin Basically, in a world filled with superheroes who have become corrupt based on the thesis of Nietzsche, which is absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, they're run by a corporation. They're all corrupt. They're all awful. Uh, to deal with this saturation of overpowered individuals... Um, the government has created a Suicide Squad style thing with basically a pack of superpower dickheads that take down heroes that go too far. Yeah, um, that's yeah. good. Uh, and it's run by a, a saucy Englishman called Butcher. Um, and it's written by our friend the cat, Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis, when he's yeah. not just hanging around outside my house killing rats. No, he wrote the first draft outside your house while killing rats. Oh, get out of here, Ennis. Benjamin, mm. did you like the promotional picture? Tell us what the connection there with Simon Pegg is, why don't you? So Simon Pegg is the original yeah, son inspiration. Of a <laughs> <laughs> Simon Pegg is the inspiration for one of the, well, kind of the main character that the audience is introduced to the boys through, a guy called uh, Wee Huey. Um, Wee Huey. And, and he's not into urine. It's a, a Scottish thing. It's Wee Huey. I said um, it kind of Northern Ireland. I really Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. I corrected. It's fine. Um, but yeah, he was the original inspiration for this character. Um, and so he's in that little promo picture as a as a nice tie-in because it's not actually Simon Pegg playing him in the series by the looks of things. No, he's playing his dad. He's playing his dad because he's a bit old now, I suppose. Yeah, because that makes a good degree of sense because this would have been written ooh, 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So a Simon while, Pegg is... A, uh, a wee a, while back. A wee Huey. Ben, are you excited about it? Um, no, I gave up on the comic a long time ago. It was a very interesting conceit in the beginning. It was kind of a more logical Suicide Squad um, one of my favorite conceits. Yeah, it was a great conceit. It was a nice little who watches the Watchmen. Um, mm-hmm. it's a 
pack of lads that wear black trench coats and kick the shit out of um, superheroes. The thing I liked the most was there was no fuss and no muss. It was, they went in, they slapped some people around. I believe the catchphrase of the main guy is, let's go give them a spanking. Um, oh, very, very good. Which, which was the catchphrase. And that was basically what they did. Um, but it all got a bit mental in typical Garth Ennis fashion. There were orgies that were yeah. very detailed and drawn. Everyone was taking drugs. There was a couple of molestation scandals. A few rapes. Without going into the main kind of spoiler, Ben, do you think they will use the same very controversial main conceit of the series? I think it's going to get the preacher treatment. So it's going to be toned down. That it's going to be toned down. But not in a bad way, because the preacher series has remained consistently good Mm. um, from Prime. It's It's not up there every week. You don't hear about it every week. It's not breaking television, but it is delivering good television. Um every every season that comes out it's still going it's still going strong um it's well acted still it's nice to see you know garth ennis's world with a bit of an update and you know like that uh the corporate angle looks to be interesting from the from the boys from the little promo that they showed it's basically a tv ad for the company that creates superheroes but yeah with uh with uh what's her face you gotta that, help me out that, there that lady Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Um, and I'm cautiously optimistic because it has you and I's favorite character actor in it, Michael. It has. It only has bloody Carl Urban as Butcher. Carl Urban. I'm really disappointed I didn't get to meet Carl Urban at Comic-Con this year. Mm, very disappointing for all involved. Very disappointing, very disappointing for all involved. If Carl Urban really straddles the world of TV and movies, doesn't he? He's like, ah, I'll do both. I don't care. I'm from New Zealand. Get out of my yeah. face. Why not? He's a great actor. He deserves to be in all those things. Yeah, get get in it, Carl Urban. I speaking love, love a bit of Carl Urban. Speaking of Elizabeth's shoes, Ben, I've invented a new drinking game for watching the TV show The Gifted. Yes, go on. That was a sublime segue. Sublime. Someone, Ben. Someone, Ben. Someone. I assume the director of The Gifted okay. has a high heel fetish. Okay. And the way you know this is every female character in the show is introduced foot first. Ah. Every time. Sometimes, not even just the character's first appearance, Ben. Sometimes, Mm. just at the beginning of the next scene, we start on their feet and pan up again. Oh, dear. It is really quite noticeable. It it started becoming noticeable with the Stepford Mm. Cuckoos in season one. Yes. But now, it's almost every character, including sometimes some of the men. So uh, that's the new drinking game around our house. Last well, year we had uh, Dead or Baldy, but now we have take a drink every time you see a lingering shot of someone's high heels. A flash of foot. Yeah. So mm. maybe Quentin Tarantino is involved, but I think he's mm. more into bare feet. He's a bare feet kind of guy. A bare yeah. feet and strangling kind of guy. Yeah. He's big into kind of polar bears, grizzly bears. Uh, yeah. Sun bears. That's a little joke there yeah, about the, the fact that the word bear has two meanings. It's them unexpected jokes that get the laughs. Nailed so, Ben, look, the gift of this back, it remains fine. It remains fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fair perfectly enough. watchable, perfectly serviceable. What else came out this week, Michael? I don't know. Oh, no. where you got? We're moving on, are we? Okay. Ben. Well, no, wait, did you, did you want to come back and do some more? No, no. But, it's, uh, it's... It seems Tr- like just traditionally I do the segues. That's just ah, sorry. Well, that's a bad omen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Very good, Ben. Go on. 
to talk about good omens. Speaking of omens, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was um, shit. That was awful. I'll leave. I'll leave you to do them from now on. Um, yeah, good omens uh, got its first trailer this week. Bloody David Tennant, bloody Michael Sheen, um, in the titular role of the adaptation of the Neil Gaiman and uh, Terry Pratchett um, novel. Um, yeah. Ben, we've talked about this before. When we, we talked about it before, were we just talking about a still image? We were talking about a couple of behind-the-scenes still images. Um, mm-hmm. And we were a little bit nervous, Michael, because we weren't sure if bloody Sky had gotten their hands on it again. Oh, yeah. Um, and as we all know, um, all the Sky pieces are a bit of a damp squib. Some people like them. It's some people. Those people are wrong. Those Those people are wrong. Mm. Um, but that's not their fault, Michael. That's not their fault. They just have poor taste. Um, yeah. So that's basically what's happened. But, but this one is Go being on. run by this one is being run by the boys and girls down at Prime. Amazon um, Prime. Ben, Amazon, they're really they're really muscling in on the old uh, streaming TV, aren't they? They're, they're scooping them up. They're scooping them up, and they're doing it under the radar as well. Um, a lot of their stuff seems to be because I I didn't hear any news about the boys before that trailer dropped. I think and we that knew image. it was coming. Oh, did I, we? I, I think okay. we may have even talked about it before, Ben, but you just simply forgot. I, I have to etch a sketch these out, Michael. I stick a lot of tropes in there every week. And to be honest, I have to make room for new tropes every week. So it just gets, there's a bit of a, a spring cleaning every week in my mm. mind. Mm. Um, it's essential, really, to ben, keep I the podcast s- running fluidly. I haven't seen the trailer for Good Omens. Do you think it is a good omen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we seem to be moving away from some of the twier elements of Good Omens, which I think is a good thing, and focusing very heavily on the friendship between the demon and the angel, who are the the central kind of characters. I don't think that's a bad move at all. Um, Right, right, right. When it came to writing that particular novel, I would imagine that Neil Gaiman came up with the grander concepts. Yeah, that makes sense. And Terry Pratchett added the humour. Yes, Um, I would imagine that's probably how it worked. And... uh, what is traditional with Terry Pratchett? I'm a huge Terry Pratchett fan. No, you're not. You're pretty average sized. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Some people think I'm huge, Michael. Um, very, very small people. Um, but yeah, um, generally when Terry Pratchett does a bit of humor, it's very, I don't want to say twee because that takes away from it. So basically you don't find Terry Pratchett funny is what you're saying. No, no, I do find him funny, but I only find him funny in the context of his work. I think you might be a little too close to your mic there, Ben. Um, I only find him funny in the context of his work. Um, go, on. go on, yeah, go on. And his humor can be very kind of Monty Python-esque. Right. Um, in that kind of odd British way. And well, he is an odd, odd British man from the he, 60s. He was an odd British man from the 60s, so it, it fits in there. But it wouldn't fit well with a TV show, I don't think. Mm. His, Unless it was his, Monty Python. His humor is very, very rambly. Um. And the conceit to make it a long-running TV show probably wouldn't work. Um, is this a long-running TV show? Isn't it not a miniseries, for it, it example? Is, it is a miniseries, but I think the problem with the Sky One Terry Pratchett's is they almost try too hard to mimic that humor almost exactly. Right. Um, but that, that humor is better off in a book. It's better off in a book because of the amount of world-building that goes into his books. Mm. It's an odd twee little world. Uh, stop saying twee. It's so twee. negative. <laughs> um, so you're saying it's a bad omen you're saying you're not excited for this TV no I'm show. saying the series I am excited for it because Neil Gaiman is the consultant on it and ah. I think they're taking his vision more than they're taking um, yeah. LTPs like, let's let's not forget Neil, Neil Gaiman is big TV money right now 
He's, yeah. um American Gods. American Gods season two is coming out. That got a trailer as well. Looks good. Looks to be keeping going full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, the large Mexican man who plays the Irish leprechaun has perfected his accent by the sounds of things. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if he's Mexican. He is Mexican. Is he? Yeah. All right. I will confidently say that. All right. Um, with zero attractions. Um, get my attractions theme tune ready for next week. Yeah, get it ready for next week. It's coming. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm tentatively excited. I really enjoy David Tennant. He's one of my favourite English actors. Um, mm-hmm. And Michael Sheen's not too shabby. You did a wonderful Michael Sheen impression there before the podcast started. I did um, then, but I can't remember even how his voice sounds now. You like just he just did you just did a series of little oh 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 Tony Blair Tony Blair yeah. ah. But very, I can't remember how it goes. Very Tony Blair. Um, he's a Tony Blair angel. He is. Benjamin. Yeah. The biggest thing that happened this week, of course, was the release of Venom. Venom. Nom, nom, we, nom, we, are, we are going to continue to call it Venom in kind of honor of the fact that they said symbiote. Did they? Uh, well, they said, remember they said symbiote in the trailer and then the internet bloody predictably lost its shit. Gave them an element. And then they, they either refilmed it or redubbed it, so now it's symbiote. Yeah. In the okay. in the movie, even the even the lines of dialogue which were symbiote in the trailer are symbiote in the movie. Uh. They fixed that, Ben. Benjamin. Yes. Um we we have a kind of we have something fun for you here. Oh. Okay. Benjamin, we long time yes. uh long time listener, first time uh contactor of the podcast that's also not true because his daughter has featured on the podcast before dr cadwell he has Uh, assumed he's gone ahead and assumed sorry (laughs) he has gone ahead and assumed that you haven't seen venom is that is that fair is that a fair assumption look we both know it's right michael i live in a country where english isn't the first language and venom to be fair would be fairly low on the totem pole of films that could make it to the english cinema here oh really would it is it one Uh, of those artsy uh, cinemas uh, it is an artsy cinema, but it only goes for the big box Marvel winners usually okay. to boost the sales. So it's That's hard interesting. to find. Well, yeah. Ben, interestingly, here's the thing for you, right? Uh, Venom doing very well box officeically. Oh, but critically quite maligned. Critically quite maligned, but box office uh, box officeically, it looks like it's going to break eighty million on its opening weekend. Well, that's which not a is, flop at all. No, that's a good thirty million above projections. I don't now, like those, it though. Pro- do you know why well, I don't ben, like it? Why don't you like it, Ben? Because we're going to get a series of uh, Sony Spider-Man villain I know, it's no good. Properties. We're going to have to come up with some exclamation. Because, Ben, as you know, I like when we talk about the Fox movies to say, oh, for Fox's sake. Mm. So we're going to need something similar for Sony. Mm. It's difficult you, to come up with. So you start no. working on that. So no. <laughs> Sony. So, so no. no. That's not great. <laughs> no. Benjamin. So, uh, a <laughs> friend of the podcast, Dr. Cadwell, has gone ahead and assumed you haven't seen it. So he sent in a review for us, mm. for you to read out. Ah. Uh, and he's included some words that he thinks you might have used. Ah, okay, this explains a lot. <laughs> right, Ben. explains a lot. So now, <clears throat> now, hold on, I would like to add a further wrinkle. Oh, there's a wrinkle, uh, okay. Yeah, there's going to be a further wrinkle to this. I would like you, if possible... To read that out in what you think Dr. Cadwell's voice sounds like. Oh, this is <laughs> okay. Bearing in go. mind for the listeners that Ben has never met Dr. Cadwell. Okay, so. While not what you'd call a good film, it is a load of fun. I think as a 15-year-old, I'd have plots repeatedly throughout it. 
My Venom is the 93 to 95 amazing and spectacular Spidey era Venom, with an honourable mention to the animated series, and this ticked all the boxes for me. Slow to start, the loser Eddie achieved his uber self-actualization in an appropriately easy way. I love Tom Hardy's amping up of the beaten down loser. The CGI was grand, nothing special, but the eyelines always seemed off. Riz Ahmed and Jenny Slate were great, but Michelle Williams seems out of place. Uh, The action scenes and the Venom banter made it special for me. Not as good as Homecoming or a lot of the MCU, but better than all the recent DC slash DCU? question mark, films, uh, better than The Predator, which broke my heart. I've not seen Bandai's 2015 Power Rangers, but it's probably better than that. Definitely stay for all the credits. And then you wrote, you'll need this for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> ben, don't lift, up, don't lift the curtain. Don't let people see behind the curtain. Ben, that just reminded me. I wasn't sure why Dr. Cadwell had told us that it was better than Power Rangers, but that was our original ranking system on this it podcast. Was. That was the whole yeah. reason we started the podcast. Better yeah, I could... worse than 2015's Bandai's Power Ranger. I completely forgot about that. Uh, yeah, it is better than 2015's Bandai's Saban's Power Rangers. That's uh, good. It's, yeah, it's a lot better. Um, so Ben, do you largely agree with that review? Do you think of the film I haven't seen? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, Ben, it's uh, it's the way I have been describing Venom mm. for the last couple of weeks or the last couple of days. It feels like ages since I saw it. It was last Wednesday. I have been describing it, Ben, as very nearly, almost good. Very nearly, almost good. You're very nearly, for... almost good. Better than. 2017 Saban 2016 Saban's Power Rangers 2016 I think but yeah 2016 Saban's Power Rangers I think you might be too close to your mic again there Ben um, am I? But you possibly, I am yeah um, you're getting a bit shouty okay um, massive apologies to the listeners last week by the way um, I have been having consistent mic troubles here um, on my end because I'm a very loud shouty man and the mic is not built for loud shouty men um, it's built for consistently professional able to sit in one place at a certain distance from the mic so as not to blare uh, types of people and I'm not one of them yes Ben let me yeah. tell you about Venom okay um, what's good about Venom Ben ask me that what's what's good about Venom Ben um, what's good about Venom that's a very good question Ben I'm glad you asked um, the best thing about Venom, and the thing that makes Venom almost good, is Venom. Okay, one would hope. The, the, the monster, the Eddie Brock monster combination, the visuals of that monster, uh, that's very good. Okay. But in a way, that's also the most heartbreaking thing about it. Oh. Because you're looking at it, and you're seeing this, I'd say it's probably about eight foot tall, nine foot tall monster. Not too shabby. Like terrifyingly strong and also terrifyingly nimble. Mm. And you're seeing part. you're seeing him fighting uh, cops and gangsters. And the whole time you're thinking, I wish he was fighting Spider-Man. Yeah, it'd be way more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. because you, and this is this is kind of what Todd McFarlane always said about Venom. You just can't see how Spider-Man could beat him. 
Yeah, when he's too big and scary, and he doesn't he's, usually beat him unless he kind of tricks him, isn't it? Like he, he kind of usually relies on Sonic Sound or. Well, you've got Sonic Sound, yeah, very good. Um, you've got Sonic Sound or Flamey Fire. Flamey. Oh, that, that also works. Uh, thank you for pointing out the conceit in my language there, Michael. Thank yeah, you. very good. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, it you've got Sonic Sound or Flamey Fire. Mm. He's 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 pretty much allergic to everything the Venom symbiote, but not in this movie. It's just fire and sound. Um, but yeah. The whole time you're watching it thinking, wow, this could have been great. Amazing. Mm. It, it comes, there's so much in it that is almost brilliant. Almost um, brilliant. It's like, oh, the Venom symbiote looks great. Um, the, the CGI is generally very good. Um, and the idea of casting an actor as Eddie Brock was brilliant. Like a real actor. Like a real actor like who real has actor. making okay. he he's made character choices and he's playing Eddie Brock as Eddie Brock as a character. Mm-hmm. Um he sometimes feels like he's in the wrong movie. Okay. He's a bit too every, fleshed out. Everyone else is playing it's kind of straight and typical like Michelle Williams could not be more generic as the superhero love interest to to be honest I think Michelle Williams could not be more generic in general you leave Michelle Williams alone Michelle Williams is a fine actress I think she's a very poor actress I think she plays the same character again and again and uh, I'll never forget her I'll never forgive her for breaking Ryan Gosling's heart in Blue Valentine (laughs) it's always back to the Gosling isn't it Um, look you you have your good lady friend and I have Ryan Gosling. I don't see why you have to judge my choices. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that then. That You can dig yourself out of that hole later if someone's <laughs> listening to this podcast. Someone's listening to this. Um, she, doesn't, she doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, um, then, yeah. So it was a great idea casting an actor. He emotes. He, he, he has tics. And, you know, he's... If, if he were in a movie with, say, Tom Holland... Yes. As Spider-Man, it would be a really interesting character because he's so different from the other heroes. Yeah, because he's a human being at the end. Yeah, of the but everything else about the movie is so generic. Yeah. I, uh, unlike unlike friend of the podcast, Dr. Cadwell, I didn't think Riz Ahmed was amazing. I thought he, well, his performance was good, but it was just a performance of a generic, uh, immoral scientist. Yeah, so not great then. Yeah, you know what I mean? Then, Ben, the mm. the CG is great. Like, Venom looks amazing. And the action sequences... Well, say what you will about if, you, if you're if you a fan of Ze- Venom using pseudopods or not. Uh, uh, sorry, you'll have to ex- explain that to me. Uh, tentacles that just pop out of his body. Okay, yep, fair enough. Uh, he does that instead of webs swinging because yes. there's no Spider-Man connection. Uh, so some people might not love that. Because I always thought that I always personally, Ben, I always saw that as more of a carnage thing. Yes, definitely. Um, and Venom was webbing, but you know they can't do it. Um, but the Venom symbiote looks great, and the voice of the symbiote is pretty funny. And um, there are some kind of departures from the source material that some people may like and some people may not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for, for example, for example, Ben, uh, the symbiote has complete control. Oh. When it when it takes over Eddie, he's Eddie's basically a passenger. Oh, interesting. Eddie can talk to it mm-hmm. and reason with it, 
but uh, it, it's a lot like Upgrade in that sense. Oh, okay. You, you, well, a lot like the twist of Upgrade, I suppose. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. Spider Man is the mm. real, the real thing. The other thing is, every now and then, it's almost a horror film. But and then it doesn't follow through necessarily a hundred percent, maybe. Well, he keeps biting people's heads off. Okay, well, that's you know that's horror-y. But it's completely bloodless, and we don't even see a corpse, a headless corpse. Well, I suppose that's how you keep your rating, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. You so you know, there's oh, it's just oh, there's so it's so infuriatingly close to good. But, no, that's it's not you. even. It's not even infuriatingly close to good. There's so much potential in it. But it's just it's not wasted. It's not realized. It has a lot of a lot of the great flaws of generic early 2000s superhero movies as well. Uh the villain is a big gray evil version of the hero. Uh, is uh, he very is he very heroic? That's that's something that's He's pretty heroic by the end of it. Yeah, he's uh you know, <laughs> The problem with Venom, Venom, we've talked about this in the in the We Are Venom episode. To really do Venom justice, you really need to have a Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man is Spider-Man, mm-hmm. a second Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man contemplates not being Spider-Man, mm-hmm. a third Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man is almost tempted to become evil by the black suit, and then a fourth Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man fights Venom, and then a fifth Spider-Man movie where Venom kind of comes around to the side of good. Not necessarily because he's good, but because there's a, a common enemy. Yeah, there's a logical reason to do that. Yeah. Um, mm. So this this movie cuts out all the Venom, all the Spider-Man aspects of Venom and just goes straight to that fifth movie. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm it's, saying, Ben? It's lacking some hooks, but I get you. The, get the you. last, uh, the final fight scene, and this won't spoil too much, but the final fight scene is a fight between a big, gooey black pseudopod alien and a slightly bigger slightly gooier grey pseudopod alien at night in the dark oh that won't look good on camera will it well I mean it's just oh, come on lads come on come on come on it's 2018 <laughs> yeah fair enough come, come on lads we've, we've these learned. are these are mistakes from 20 these are mistakes these are 2004 mistakes don't do don't do the 2004 mistakes. It's 2018. Do new mistakes. We're all up here in 2018. They all yeah. back there in 2014. Yeah. yeah as the Black Eyed Peas said, you, you're you all 2008. We're all 3000. And, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the Black Eyed Peas said. Um, also, Ben, <laughs> final last criticism. But all this criticizing, remember, Ben, I still kind of more or less enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd probably I'd give it another watch even. Well, that's well, that's you know, that's that's it, as high a praise as I've seen Michael Leonard give on this podcast. Oh, thanks, Ben. Um it's not though. Sometimes I'm very effusive with my praise about Infinity Sometimes. War. Um, Sometimes. Benjamin um I, there's probably a good cut of that movie in there somewhere. Mm. You know what I mean? The, this you could probably do a darker director's cut that would be better, not Probably not necessarily still just flat out good, but better. But better. Do you remember? The 23rd night of September? The 21st night of September. Do you? Um, Not this time around. I think I was drinking quite heavily at the time. (laughs) Um, Like Eddie Brock. Do, (laughs) do, do, Do you remember 
one of one of the many criticisms leveled at the Amazing Spider-Man Two um, was that the ending, the ending kind of stinger was spoiled in the trailer. The ending uh, stinger was the battle with the Rhino. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes, the yes. the final shot of the entire movie was him hitting the Rhino with the, yes. the trash can. Exactly the same thing happens in Venom. Ah, uh, okay. We see the vast majority of the tra- well, a lot of the most memorable stuff from the trailer happens in the last two minutes of the movie. It's very strange. I don't know why Sony don't learn lessons. They and they're not. They never have. They never have. And they're not going to because this is going to make money. Yeah, and that's all Sony cares about. Hmm. And the pro- money. The the will probably be a sequel. Because it's making that it's making that dollar. It's making that much dollar. Mm. Uh, it's gonna real, do well. It's gonna do well. It'll at shame. least make its money back. Look, it's not horrible. It's just it, they could have called it so much potential. The movie. Mm. That's a shame. That's a shame because you and I are huge Venom fans. I Ben, I'm a big Venom fan. Yeah, well, am I? Am I a big Venom fan? Well, I, it's I fair actually to say that we're. Stronger than average Venom fans. Surely. I Ben, I am not a Venom fan. I oh. am a fan of the story in which Spider-Man sheds himself of the black suit and it latches onto Eddie Brock and becomes his enemy. Yeah, I'm a fan of exactly that. Mm. I could take or leave Venom. I could take Lethal Protector, Maximum Carnage. All of those things do very little for me. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying, Ben? Do you know what I'm, Ben? Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I feel. I feel you, Michael. I feel. Yeah. You. So I suppose in a way that makes me not a great person to comment on this film because it isn't that story that I like. No, but you are a good and excellent analyzer of storyline and plot. Oh, thanks. What thanks, makes ben. a film fall on its ass? Quite thanks, often. Ben. Look, it's going to do well. It's 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 borderline worth seeing. Uh, if it if it comes out here in any form, I'll probably nip along and and take an Elgander. Yeah, I mean, and the the Venom voice is pretty easy to do, so that's going to be fun for Go a few. On, give us one. your give us your best. Just, just Eddie. Eddie, hungry. That's pretty yeah. much. That's pretty much it. Is that like the majority of dialogue that's given to no, us? No, he does develop. He develops the, the the symbiote himself develops as a character and starts oh, speaking more. And yeah, that's it's good. It's, it's you'd, you'd like fine, to see yeah. that. I hear the banter between the pair of them is is quite excellent. So we'll, we'll it see. depends on if you like banter or not. Mm, I'm um, a banter fan. I, I enjoy the, the appropriate amount of banter. There is some amusing banter, but the amusing banter definitely feels like it's in a different film to the Eddie Brock as a loser film. Okay, fair enough. Benjamin, yes. let's move on and talk about other things. Let's, let's. Uh, there's been lots of DC news. Stacks of DC news, Michael. And it, it makes me tentatively excited. Um, ben, I, I think the biggest piece of DC news was the first picture of Lobo from season two of Krypton. Yeah, Lobo's <laughs> a big fan favorite. I don't know if that's the biggest piece of news to come out. No, um, Ben, I was, I was you're, kind of you're, belittling you're being, you. Know, you're being facetious there, Michael. I understand. <laughs> uh, so for, for anyone that doesn't know, Lobo is kind of a ripoff of Wolverine. He's a, a pastiche of uh the wolverine character the big tough heavy smoking kind of rough and tumble uh Mm -hmm. character from the 
DC Universe. He's a bounty hunter. He can go toe-to-toe with Superman fairly easily. Um, and he's oddly enough a fan favourite. He was the star character in a bunch of very graphic comics from the 90s, illustrated by Simon Beasley. Um, we we talked about them before, didn't we? We talked about them before. We've had a little mention-mention. Um, I think we things. talked about them in a Christmas episode because he fought santa claus yes he killed santa claus didn't didn't, mm. didn't fight him pretty much took him off the face of the earth um yeah. so yeah we've we've done that before um but anyway that's not the big news to come out michael i think one of the biggest things to come out was um dc as you know is launching their own dc universe streaming service i do know that um they're very they're very much trying to compete with the um the marvels and the netflixes and the primes um and they're trying to get their foot in the door there i don't know if it'll work and it seems to be a way for them to kind of produce all their own material that networks don't want Mm -hmm. um which to me might be a decent business model if they do it well but it seems like a lot of their pitches over the years that networks have been like no we we don't want to do that they've been like well it's 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 still a good idea so we're gonna go do it um i think that's very much what's happening there not that it isn't producing things apparently you and i were wrong about titans um titans uh pilot episode has been uh quite popular with fans yeah um i think what they've done there is shot themselves in the foot with the fuck batman trailer yeah the the fuck batman trailer seems to be not as indicative uh, as one would have thought of the overall tone yeah um people people who have seen it say quite good yeah and starfire i think still is a bit naff but could could end up being a uh an interesting character in terms of design and stuff like that um yes. We're also definitely getting. Um, we're also definitely getting. Oh, I've completely forgotten the name of that squad. Suicide Squad. No, robot Birds man. of Prey. The, the robot, the one with the robot, a Negative Man, and Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. There we go. Um, mm. The Doom Patrol series is coming. That should be interesting. It looks like it's going to be a bit lighter, a bit wackier, kind of in the style of Legion. Um, who's Who's in that again? Who's in that? Who was unexpected? Um, Oh, um, it's Timothy Dalton is playing the professor. Yes, that's in, right. In the wheelchair. Um, he's mm-hmm. called Dr. Dr. Professor Xavier. Dr. Magnus, I think. Dr. Magnus. Um, the Doom Patrol is very much a pastiche of the X-Men. Is um, it, though? Doesn't it predate the X-Men by a couple of months? Well, apparently. But uh, look, look. Sure, they all stole off each other back in the day, Michael. Who's, exactly. who, who are we to say? Who are we to say these things? Um, exactly. Well, one of the interesting things that is coming out uh, and looks to be quite a departure for DC is the Harley Quinn animated series. Um, speaking of people that pander to fans, nobody does it quite like DC. Um, uh, Deadpool was very much a breakout character for Marvel and they seem to just pour tons of money into producing as much Deadpool content as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And that seemed to work out very well for them. Although they um, did cancel the Deadpool animated series. With and Donald that's interesting. Lover. That's actually directly mentioned in the trailer for the new Harley Quinn series. Is it? Um, yes, she says. She says. Benjamin, it, Benjamin, Benjamin, talking to your mic. The Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn <laughs> series is. Um, sorry, my head bobbles a lot when I talk. <laughs> You're um, a bubbly head. The Harley Quinn series is very much um, her addressing the camera. The trailer is her addressing the camera and the audience, so it's very fourth wall breaking in the same way that Deadpool is. 
And um, she actually says, and unlike that Deadpool cartoon, this one is actually coming out. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so she's, you know, it's a little bit of that. But Harley Quinn could very much be seen as a parallel character to what happened in, in Marvel. She is this breakaway character for DC. People mm-hmm. love her. Um, she's broken up all her weird psycho dependency issues on the Joker. Those are gone. Um, they're not there anymore. Um, she's very much her own character. Um, making huge strides so it's going to be interesting to see that series very comedic in tone uh, Kaylee Kakuo I never know how to say it Kuoko, Kuoko. Uh, is doing the voice and Poison Ivy seems to be very much kind of a Daria character like very cynical very oh, thing that's like interesting throughout throughout Harley Quinn's like really enthusiastic speech about action and comedy um she, like um poison ivy's like they're gonna hate it and they're like they're not gonna hate it they love this kind of thing no they usually hate this kind of thing there's internet forum boards all over the place that say they hate this kind of thing and so it's very meta very very self-referential but most importantly very light very very light um ben, yes pardon the interruption it's is okay. kaylee cuoco doing a new york accent or is she doing a california harley quinn she's she's doing a new york harley quinn Okay. Things. She's she's giving it her best shot. I don't know how it's going to hold up. I mean, I'd be interested to see it. It looks very entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. The the Harley Quinn series in the last couple of years have been very well written um, and very much in the style of Deadpool, wacky and kind of off the wall. Um, like they are two very clear parallels of each other in terms of success and tone. Um, and I'd be really interested to see how that comes out. But the big, 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 big DC news to come out was the extended footage of the Aquaman. Yes. Um, and first of all, Michael, first and foremost, he's only gone and worn the bloody classic Aquaman suit. Yeah, the look at the him. trailer. Looks great. It's, it's a very much, it's a kind of a, come on, good good lads, DC, just give us the bloody costume. Just, just give us the bloody the, costume. It's about don't, time. Don't reinvent the wheel. The wheel We've, was invented thousands of years ago. We already have the wheel. We've lost Edgelord Aquaman, topless Edgelord Momoa man. Um, and we've got full classic Aquaman armor. Um I'm on board for that. Um, the other do thing you, that... Do you think that shot is from the beginning or the end of the film? Uh, the end. Coming towards the end. This is this is where he... I'd say it's the point where he accepts his responsibility as king and leader and gets to wear the armour. Um, the extended footage is interesting. They give away quite a bit um, of the film by the looks of things. Arguably too much, Benjamin. Ar- arguably too much. Um, Nicole Kidman looks uh, very interesting as as Mammy. Um, I'm enjoying the casting of his father as another man from kind of the island, the Polynesian island region. Yes, uh, it's Django Fett. It's Django Fett. Um, it's bloody Django Fett. Um, looks good though. What's his name? Tamora Morrison. I wish I was able to tell you that. You I'm pretty confident about that. You don't I'm have to check that. Sure, you're probably right. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm tentatively very much looking forward to um seeing this. The other thing that the Aquaman trailer has shown us is that DC actually knows how to use color in their films. Yeah. Um, the color palette of this film is explosive. Um, which I'm. Also on tenterhooks to see, it's very bright, it's very light. Um, the whole scene running through what looks to be a Greek village of some kind. A nice Temescara. Temescara nice, confirmed. Well done, Ben. Um, a Greek village of some kind is, um, you know, it, I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's very light. There's a lot of banter between him and Mera. Um, Arguably too much banter. Amber Heard seems to have learned how to act somewhere. Um, ah, come on now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm comfortably saying that um yeah so we'll see how that goes um i'm looking forward to it um 
Yeah, Nicole Kidman, again, oddish choice. But the villain seems big and menacing. You got that absolutely epic um, Black Manta action. Um, the Black Manta costume. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? That they've gone so comic accurate with that lunacy. And they've never and, done that before. And yet they... Well, I suppose it's not bizarre for this film because this mm. film is obviously going. We're doing the comic. Yeah. Get out Full of my superhero. face! It's time to. It's time to see if we can turn this turn this ship around. Mm. Nautical vocabulary intentional there. Um, yeah, the 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 um the eyeball laser effects from from Black Manta are what we always wanted Cyclops to be. <laughs> yeah, they seem to have just nailed that particular thing. Um. Mm. The strange Iron Man henchmen are a bit weird, running through walls in full mech suits. But you know, running through walls in a mech suit is a way of showing how powerful you are. Just running ah. through things it shows that you're powerful and intimidating. You don't need doors anymore. Yeah, where we're going, we don't need doors. I was That's just about say. to make that joke, Michael. Well sorry, played. sorry, Ben. Well, Look, no, but well played. No, I'll, I'll you, allow it as long as one said. of us made it. <laughs> um. So come here. Yes. Um. Dolph Lundgren is also in. He's bloody bloody Dolph Lundgren popped up out of nowhere there. Yeah, I, I love an old Dolph. Dolph's having a little mini comeback. He's going to be in Creed too as well. He's, he's, he's back, yeah. training, training the sun up. Um, in, in Aquaman? No, no, no. In Creed two. Oh yeah, okay. Ben, two. what do you think about this whole thing of releasing five minute trailers that basically summarize the film? Um, I think it's horseshit, Michael. But I think it's a way to get fanboys on side. Hmm. Um, I think DC uh, is very much probably shitting a brick. Um, I can't imagine that this isn't kind of the last ride of the OK Corral for them. Um, they've lost their Superman. They've lost their Batman. The Justice League oh, well, future. Recent recent reports say Ben Affleck is back in. Oh, for Christ's sake, Affleck, make up your mind. Well, are you look, depressed ben, and mopey eating sandwiches or are you going to do the fucking film? Like, make up your mind. He's having a rough time, Ben. He's having a... Yeah, but so fucking fix up, look sharp. Like, just, <laughs> enough of this fucking shit. Like, ah, ah, Michael, how are we supposed to run a, a podcast if they don't consistently decide to do something? Produce content for us. Ben, <sighs> I don't necessarily agree with you that this is their this is their last hurrah because they have they have um, the Harley Quinn movie. Is there a What's Harley Quinn movie? Not a Harley Quinn movie. The Wonder uh, Woman. No. Oh well, Wonder Woman is coming out next year. Actually, I forgot about yeah. that. Nineteen eighty-four. Um, Birds of Prey. Oh. They've cast Birds of Prey. Oh God, who's in Birds of Prey? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead oh. is uh, Huntress. That's a fan favorite. That's okay. The, she's she's a fan favorite. I can't remember who they cast as uh, Black Canary. Right. But I think she's black. Okay, so well, I, I don't. Mean, that's a bit on the nose, but we can, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? Are they going to just call her canary so that it's not racist? <laughs> I think what you might see there is very much a lot of humor where people are like black canary and just like, "Hey, I can say that, you can't," or stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that might work. I think there's going to be a lot of sideways glances from the other two, from Huntress and from Harley Quinn, where it's like, "Are we allowed to call her black canary? Is that okay?" Um, we're going to have a lot of that. I think. Do you think? Do you think they're going to be that? Do you think they're going to risk that? I don't know if they'll Look, risk that. If you're going to take your balls out and slap them on the table, take your balls out and slap them on the table, Michael. Like this is just, you know, 
It's a film about ladies, Ben. They don't have any balls. If, if you're, I'm not going to say that. That's, that's crass. I, I, yeah. I was going to take that joke to its logical conclusion, but you know, very what? vulgar. We're coming towards ben, the end of the podcast, Michael. I'm ben, do you gracefully on that? Do you have anything? Do you have anything else to say about the DC's reveals at the show, or are we going to wrap it up? Look, I think DC's trying to save, save its, you know, reputation. It's trying to make sure that this ship doesn't go all the way to the bottom, um, and I think they're just trying to, you know. I can't blame them. Just look, just just do it right, guys. Just learn your lesson. You've mm. you've flopped as hard as you're gonna flop. Just you know, get on board. Yeah. Get on board. I would be happy to see because the the '80s Wonder Woman looks very colorful as well. So I would like to see this Aquaman Wonder Woman tone take over as opposed to the Batman Superman tone mm-hmm. um, take over. Obviously, that won't work for Batman as much. Shazam, uh, Shazam as well. I mean, this this colorful palette's just surging forward let's let's do it let's see come on you've already tried everything else um try and be fun <laughs> try that i mean the, the thing for me michael about that and most interestingly is dc was also always the more kind of wholesome family fun comic mm. that, that was always its thing in the early and marvel days. was edgy and gritty yeah and i did that that's always you know when when people think of the golden age you don't think of your captain america you don't think of, you think of the justice league in the silver age that's that's who you go to in your brain. Mm. And in this attitude brain. has certainly worked out in the latest Justice League run where it's all kind of wacky Silver Age twisting and turning and it's panned out. Can you so still get comics in Italy, Ben? I, I can't, I'm afraid, Michael. I, That's I very wish. sad. Yeah. Back, back to digital. Back to digital. It's not the same. It's not the same. No, keep telling you, you know. that. Anyway. Michael, yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's ben, wrap it up. Let's do a couple of announcements. Uh, first on. announcement, I think that I'm going to be at... MCM Ireland Comic Con. Well, I mean, fingers crossed. I'm going to be there on Sunday. I'm not. Sunday the f- no, you're not going to be there. You're in Italy. No. I might have a friend of the podcast, Podcast Wanker, with me. Yeah, and, Podcast Wanker. Uh, we're going to film some interviews and meet some people. So if you uh, if you are going to be about around and about at MCM next Sunday, give us an old text or an Insta or a tweet, and we'll come and talk to you and maybe do an yeah. interview. And if you want to do that, you can do that. Or if you don't want to do that, you cannot do that. Whatever, it's up to you. I mean, you nailed that, Michael. That was a beautiful way to just... Thanks very it. much. Yeah. Uh, other other news, Ben. Mm. Uh, for the last two weeks, Ben, I was a special guest on uh, other friend of the podcast, Cron Crafts mm. yeah, YouTube channel. Mm. Uh, ben, as you know, uh, if you've been following our channel, you've seen that every every year I go and do a thing at Comic-Con where we do car racing for you, a charity. You make little cars for charity. We make little cars, little toy cars, and then we have a fun racing game with them, Ben. Yes. And a friend of the podcast, Cron, uh, made a video about making those cars. Ah. And I'm in that video, Ben. So if you think that you would like to see more of me, but also my face, then Ooh. you can you can watch that if you want. I have a I lovely don't, face. I don't recommend that, listeners. I, I, would, I would steer clear. Take a look at Cron, by all means, but, you know, avert your eyes when you have to look at Michael's face. It's not so good. Ha! You um, can't do that, Ben, because we're both in the shot together. Ah. In your face. I knew you'd figure out a way. I knew you'd I knew you wouldn't believe my oh two people can't be in the same camera angle spiel yeah. for long. So man, do the rest of the wrap up there. Alright, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, if you feel like going through your traditional channels to find us, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and as always, an iTunes review a day makes Michael and Benjamin slightly happy and helps us get through ours. Um, so please leave us comments telling us what you think of our stuff. If uh, you feel very strongly about any of the issues raised in this program, for instance, like Venom. Are you, 
Are you all for Venom? Were you all against Venom? Did it spoil your childhood rendering of Venom? Uh, do you think I did an excellent Dr. Cadwell impression? Um, just let us know down below I think in it, the comments. Yeah, to be honest, man, I think it sounded a lot like you. Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> I've never met the man, Michael, to be well, honest. That was, that was the... That was the, that was the conceit. Bye! Bye! <laughs>